0: beautiful, you are listening to More Than a Crown, where you will learn, feel understood, and be encouraged alongside believer, child advocate, ice cream connoisseur, and former Miss USA, Sarah Rose Summers. Today, I am so pumped because we have Savannah Chrisley on the podcast, star of most everyone would know, Chrisley knows best. She's working on both a makeup line and a clothing line and planning a wedding. Hello, that's craziness. Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Congratulations to you as well. I know. We got engaged within like 10 days of each other. That's insane. So sweet. But... Mine was on the other side of the world, and yours got to be right at home. Is, isn't that right?
1: Yeah. So we were at home. We were actually at my parents' place. And I will say I was so surprised until like, the day came. And then everyone started acting super weird. There were like a few red flags that went off in my mind, and I had already left home for the day because we were filming. And so I started freaking out. So I was like, if I'm getting engaged, I don't want to be wearing what I'm wearing now. Oh, no. <laughs> I literally went to Nordstrom, so it's right from my parents' house, and I bought everything. I was like, does this look good? Does that look good? And I had to like bribe the alterations lady to alter this like, stop more. Yeah, she was like, I just can't today. I was like, please, you don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So all the pictures of you
0: in the blue outfit, that's not what you were wearing earlier?
1: Uh, no. Oh, no. I bought all that from <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. I know I read something somewhere and chuckled because you had sent him – or he sent you a ring and you didn't like it, so you sent him what you liked. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. So he sent me a ring on Instagram. and I was like, oh, my gosh, abort mission. Like, that's awful.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. I did the same thing, like, through girlfriends, though. I was like, okay, Blair, this is what I want you – you make sure he knows.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So, and of course, my parents knew like what I wanted. But I went and tried on rings like by myself. So I was like, if he's going to get something, it can't be what he's want like, like wanting to get because I can't wear Sweet that. Sweet boy. <laughs> right? Oh, just my gosh. So gaudy and like, just I was just like, I can't like, like, so I sent him a photo of what I wanted. And then we really never talked about it again.
0: Which I honestly think that's what men want, right, is just to be told because they
1: don't know. Well, yeah, and too, it's one of the most scary moments of their life. So <laughs> we're already like trying to build up the courage to do it and ask the questions and think through it all. And, you know, we put a lot of pressure on them because obviously we want it to be perfect. So just make it easy and tell them what you want, because if they don't know, then like you can't blame them.
0: Amen. And I think that going into a relationship, obviously, communication is so necessary. So just being blunt. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah. No, so. the thing, like with being blunt, one of my best friends, she says all the time, you know, like, but how did you get this to happen? How did you get that to happen? And I'm like, y'all like some people will be like, Savannah, you took that a little too far. But for me, I'm just like, I would rather them know right off the bat. So when Nick and I first started dating, I told him, I was like, I'm just letting you know, I am never moving away from my family. Like wherever my family's at is where I'm going to be. You don't know after two years, if you want to marry me, you're never going to know. So please don't waste my time. And I said that literally right off the bat. I don't even know if we were dating yet. And like, I was just like, those are just kind of my standards for things. And he, even to this day, he's like, honestly, I respected that so much. He was like, because you gave me the option at that moment, hey, if this isn't where you stand, you can leave now. I was like, because those are two things I'm not willing to budge on. And yeah. so he was just super easy from that point forward. <laughs>
0: That's really sweet. I love that. I mean, I think it's like being blunt in relationships, being blunt honestly, like you are hustling with your career. And I think you have to, it's kind of that mentality of you. It's always no, unless you ask. Is that something you live by in that world as well?
1: Yeah. Well, and too, just with my career and everything that I'm doing, I don't have time to sit and like babysit you and coddle you. And like, I'm sorry, but I don't have time to do that. So. I'm just going to kind of tell you how it is. And too, I will say that has been one of the biggest, like as much as it's helped Nick and I, it's also been one of our biggest issues. Because the way that I say things sometimes, because obviously like I would be mortified if anyone was ever like, oh my gosh, she's so rude. Or like I would be mortified just because that's that's not not your intent. Of course. But sometimes I just, you know, I'll say whatever comes to mind. And my dad's like, Savannah, you cannot say that. Or like, you cannot say it that way. Watch your tone. You know, so as much as it's helped Nick and I, it's also been a very big issue for us. Because I have to learn how to temper that a little bit. and Maybe be a little sweeter instead of, (laughs) because you know, when you're on the go, you just say whatever. Like you just need, if you need something done, you need it done. So you're not going to be all sweet and whatever. You're just like, hey, I need this done. Um,
0: (laughs) Yes. You know. And life is different in relationships. But I love that. It's something you guys are already growing in. We all have those things. Oh, we all do. I'm on the same boat. I love New York City because it's a blunt culture. I think some people will say, Oh, you you live in New York? Isn't it aren't they mean there? You know, you New Yorkers are so mean. I'm like, No. They're gonna tell you how it is. If they're not gonna get a job for you, they're not gonna pretend like they can. Or if they wanna get lunch with you and they'll tell you, then they're actually gonna do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love it here. Well, and that's the thing, like from the I'm from the South, you know. So it's like when someone says they're going to get lunch with you, they're probably not going to get lunch with you. That's the big I hate that. They're telling you what you want to hear, you know, because no one ever wants to be rude. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's also like a lot of broken promises or a lot of, you know, just because in the moment, people are like, I don't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a I have respect for people who just kind of say it how it is. and Like, no, know. I
0: actually don't have time. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> And that's what I have to be better at because I'm like, oh, I never want to hurt people's feelings. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, let's grab dinner. And then I'm like, oh. and then whenever they follow up with that text, it's like, oh, I can actually mean it.
0: right or you've said that to 5 million people and you travel so much I mean I feel that way but I can't imagine your life you know so many people and if you travel to a certain city I'm sure there's countless people there that you want to see not to mention how many people want to hang out with you
1: (laughs) well yeah I mean it's just like you know even it's so funny because like my makeup artist and my best friend you know whenever we we went to New York for I don't know, was it two weeks or three weeks ago, and we were there for press, but it was literally like all day. And then at night, she was like, Hey, let's go to dinner. And I'm like, huh. like, like, I really just, I cannot go out to dinner right now, you know, so it's just even like, with my closest friends, sometimes I'm just like, I'm sorry, but like, I just can't, you know, because it gets exhausting. Like there's only so many hours in a day. And I'm like a homebody. So if I just want to be at home by myself sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's why
0: I love those girlfriends that like you can go to dinner, go do something fun with and have a great time. But also we can just sit on the couch and watch like an old Disney movie. I love that stuff. (laughs) Without a doubt. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So loving all of this, I have had a ton of requests. This is actually kind of sad. I hate that this is what most of my requests have been. But for an episode on relationships, specifically breakups, and I've shared a little bit of my breakup story on some former episodes, but I had one heartbreak, and so I was wondering if you could share your story of heartbreak and a little bit on how you got to where you are now in love and engaged.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know, and it, I, it's so funny, because I think the biggest misconception that people have about me is, oh, my gosh, you've dated so many people, like, you're, you want to date nothing but athletes on and on and on. <laughs> and this, you know, being in the TV world, like in the entertainment industry, as a whole, everything intertwines, like, oh, yeah. you don't know who you're gonna meet, you don't know, and in a way it's easier because those people know your lifestyle and they know like how busy you are and they're fine with you not being there for a month or two months or whenever. So it's it's funny because everyone like thinks I've dated all these people and I really haven't. I mean, I've, pro- I've had three serious relationships and one was one, is the one I'm in now, you know? So there was a time, I think, you know, whenever I was, how old was I? I think 17 to or 16 to 19, maybe, that I was in a relationship. And, you know, I like to say the first year was great. It was amazing. The second year was like turmoil. It was. And I think a big part of that was because it was hard for the guy at the time to kind of understand where I was at in my career, and I was constantly growing. And it is that's been it's kind of emasculating for a guy And it's hard because I don't feel like as a woman, I should ever have to dim my light in order to make you feel better. Amen. And there were a lot of times to where I was doing that. And it just was not the healthiest relationship. You know, there were faults on both ends. But there was just, it came to a point in time to where things just were not healthy. And I was accepting less than what I deserved. And too, there were times to where I don't I could have maybe treated him differently. So I think a lot of that was maturity and growing and trying to figure out where we both belong. So it just did not work out. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that when you love someone like, that was like my first love. So that one hurt big time. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of talked to a couple different people after that. And then I had met my ex-boyfriend, and that was, you know, for the amount of time the relationship lasted, it was about six months. But I'm one of those people where it's like, I right, am not going to get into a relationship with you. If I'm like, don't already feel myself like falling in love with you, like, yeah, yeah. fall fast. So it can be that can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. But... We had ended up meeting, I was, we were actually in a restaurant, like me and my parents were, and then he was in that same restaurant, and then after, he had messaged me on Instagram, (laughs) and so we, like, hung out for, we were both in LA, we had been hanging out for, I don't know, maybe like a month or two, we were dating, and then, um we did like the long distance thing for a little bit, but we were constantly traveling back and forth to each other, and the relationship lasted for six months, and I thought the relationship was great for six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, there were no issues, nothing.
0: um like were you convinced that you could marry this guy?
1: I was yeah um, I was, and then we were on vacation for my twentieth birthday. Mm-hmm. Wasn't my 20th? Yeah, it was my 20th birthday. We were on vacation and he had posted a video of my niece on his Snapchat story. And I was like, my dad saw it and he was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Like, I really want that. And he had fallen asleep on the pool chair. So I was like, okay, no big deal. I'll just go send it to you. And before I say what I'm about to say, I have never been the type of person to go through someone's phone. In my mind, I'm like, if I have to go through your phone, I shouldn't be with you to begin with. Amen. I I I completely agree. So I picked up his phone to go to his Snapchat to save the video and send it. And everyone knows when you pull up Snapchat, it pulls up the most recent. So there was a girl's name and it was a blue arrow and it still hadn't been opened yet. So I was like, huh, he sent this message. Like at that point, I had to look, you know, I was like, (laughs) and I looked and she had saved the whole conversation, which I didn't know that you could do. So I guess you can save the conversation through Snapchat. And it was from the day, like he reached out to me on Instagram from the day, basically we started dating to current day. And it was, I love you. I miss you. If I wasn't with someone, would you be with me? Um, sending her photos of him on my birthday trip, Um, just, it just kept going and going. And I, like, my heart dropped. And keep in mind, he was still asleep on the pool chair this time. So I had just gotten my phone and I took a picture of the messages. And then I, you know, I put his phone back down. And I went upstairs. I packed all of his stuff because, see, we were staying in a condo. So it was my family, him, and me. And obviously, we were in separate rooms. (laughs) So I had packed all of his stuff up, sat it by the door. And my dad woke him up and was like, hey, buddy, like (laughs) something's about to go down. And you're the main star of it.
0: I would probably go upstairs. So in the meantime, your whole family... You had oh. talked to them about it.
1: Well, they knew. I just showed them. Mm-hmm. I just showed them. That. What was your first
0: reaction like emotionally? Were you sad? Were you angry?
1: Um, I am a very strong person. I have gone through a lot in my life. So when something bad comes, I'm like, okay, it's just one more thing. Oh. But in the moment, I literally, like, I was so mad for a hot second. And then I just started, like, bawling. And my mom, like, hugged me. We were by the elevators. And my mom just, like, hugged me. And I, and then literally in a matter of seconds, I was like, all right, I got to dry it up. I dried it up. I went and packed the stuff. And I think the hardest part was because he had given me a very, very expensive bracelet for my birthday, like an $8,000 bracelet and was like, this is my commitment to you before I give you a ring. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that was the hardest part for me. Cause I was like, what is going on? Like I was just so thrown off. And then you know, so I went upstairs and packed up his stuff and then he came up there and he automatically knew, which was the thing. And he was like, it's not what you think it is. It's, you know, and I was like, dude, you're, there's no need to lie. I saw what I saw. And, the, and then I pulled up the photo that I took up and I was like, you can read this. You know, I was like, maybe reread the messages and see what <laughs> you did. And, you know, so then he apologized profusely and, all this other stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me give him another chance. Dumb, young, just being in love with someone, you know, a lot of times you're willing to sacrifice your own morals, your own beliefs just to be with someone. And that's where I was at the time. I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to forgive you. This is fine. And then once he left, um, it just wasn't that was not something I was able to get over, you know, because it was from the very beginning. It wasn't like it was uh he was drunk and went and hooked up with someone or whatever. Right. You know, I think it's, that's so different. The
0: words I love is. you versus like an accidental yes. I mean nothing is good. If you're being no. treated that way and you're listening, none of it's good. But no,
1: no. And like you need to do what is best for you and get out or do, you know, what's best for you. But at the same time it is very different versus being drunk and an accident happening and something being planned, you know, and his was planned. And I had to, after he left, you know, it was very hard and I was like, I would never be able to trust him. And I was driving myself crazy. And then other stuff kind of came out of the woodworks and I was just like, all right, like, when's it going to stop? You know? So I just, I had to be done. And it was very, very difficult because I will say for the, and it's kind of for the first time in my life, I was the one that didn't walk away. You know, like I wasn't the one that didn't walk away. So I got hurt. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was in a past relationship. It was me walking away. So like, It was by my choice. This time it wasn't my choice. So I don't know if that was God in a way, like humbling me and kind of bringing me back down and, you know, just saying, like, hey, like stuff like this is going to happen. Like you need to kind of come back down to earth. You've gotten a little too big for your, you know, head. And it was hard. I struggled and I cried and I. There was a lot of times, you know, and it was just like, like, why? Why am I not enough? What did I do? How am I, you know, I feel like I couldn't have done anything differently. I loved his family. I did everything I could to make sure they knew that I loved him and that they were involved in my life and that, you know, there was just so much. And I feel like I was so supportive of him and his career. So it was hard. I gave up a lot to get nothing in return. Mm. Um and then you know I just I started getting better day by day. Obviously, wasn't easy. It didn't happen overnight. And then you know, and two for him, I do want to say, like for me now, obviously I am engaged. I am moved on. I'm super happy. Um, I don't hold any ill will because I feel like you know, for him, he was in a very transitional place in life. He had kind of just made it big, he got thrown a ton of money at 20 years old, 21 years old, you know, he was trying to figure out where he belonged in life. And obviously, by no means does that mean you treat people poorly. But he also didn't know who he was. So if you don't know who you are, how can you be good for someone else? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I do, I hope and pray that he, you know, is happy and in a good relationship and find someone that he loves and treats them well. And, you know, I hope that girl is the happiest human being in the world because every woman deserves and every man deserves to be treated well. So at, at that point in our lives, you know, he, I had been in the entertainment industry since I was 15 years old. So I knew how to deal with it. He on the other hand did not know how to deal with it. So it was a lot for him, which, like I said, it doesn't mean that you can treat people poorly, but he was also in a very kind of difficult place in life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for that, I kind of, now I have a little, I have a little sympathy for him just because it's not easy being in the public eye. It's not easy feeling like you have to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. So for that, I do, I have sympathy for him. And hopefully, you know, he took our relationship and he learned and he figured out kind of how to navigate life and how to treat people in a relationship and all of that. But with that being said, you know, it was, like I said, it was super difficult. And
0: could you relate as Savannah and I were sharing our stories of heartbreak? Well, I have the perfect reminder for you. Head over to www.sosararose.com forward slash shop where you can buy an exclusive So Sarah Rose jewelry necklace in either gold-plated or silver where it will remind you that you are brave. You are so worthy of loyalty, love, and respect, and you are empowering yourself in this way. Purchase one of these necklaces for yourself or for a girlfriend who's going through a hardship. Then head over to at more than a crown on Instagram to tell me how you feel when you're wearing this empowering reminder every day.
1: And then, you know, a couple months went by, and then Nick and I started talking. <laughs> and it's so funny how things work because you look at something and you think you were super in love. Then you know, yeah, like absolutely, I was, so, like, I was so in love. This, that, and the other, and then. Like Nick and I started talking and it was just like night and day. Mm -hmm. It was. And to the amount of respect that he had for me was, I mean, I was just kind of baffled by because I, i never, I've never experienced that respect from anyone but my daddy, you know? So it was, I was baffled by it. And so we talked for a month literally just talked like FaceTime and we still haven't even met yet
0: we're both so blessed that we had dads that even displayed that as well oh
1: without a doubt and Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize that that's that's not as common as you would think it would be you know Mm -mm. so my dad has been my best friend from day one
0: I love that. Me too. The father-daughter dance at our weddings is what's going to get us, I think. Or like the oh, walk down the aisle. Lord have mercy.
1: Oh, we're going to be in tears. And so my dad's still like, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm giving you away. Oh. He's like, I can't say that. Yeah. He was like, I, I literally cannot say it.
0: Well, he doesn't have to. You can make it whatever you want. So what's your yeah. what's your advice to girls women of any age that are listening that aren't being treated with that loyalty or respect or love or don't think that they'll ever even
1: have that you know it's not gonna get better and that's the thing I like to say you know when you're cheated on you can make that decision whether to stay or walk away but nine times out of ten if you stay it's just a cycle that's gonna keep repeating itself Mm. and it doesn't matter if it you know If they're cheating on you, if there is physical abuse, emotional abuse, it's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to get away from it. And, you know, how you meet them is how you're going to leave them. So like, I don't at this time, you know, I don't know if my ex was dating someone and cheated on them to be with me. You know, now I'm like, well, heck, maybe that was God being like, Savannah, you should have known. So I think it's just about having enough respect for yourself and loving yourself enough to walk away. You know, it doesn't matter how much you love that person. If they put your relationship at jeopardy, they never loved you like you love them. So why be with them, you know, and someone is going to come along that makes you feel like you are... most beautiful person in the room and that you're the most valuable person in the room and you know with nick like when i met him he before i went out to visit him for the first time my best friend and i went he called my dad and was like hey i just want to let you know that like this is you know basically i'm nick like this is my phone number this is my address like if you have any issues, like, please feel free to call me. Like, Savannah will be safe. Um, and I had so much respect for him because I didn't tell him to do that. No, that's and so sweet and, and rare. Yes, it is, it, yes, it is a very, very rare. <laughs> and then, you know, after we had hung out, he took me to a super nice dinner and sat me down and asked me to be his girlfriend. And when he did that, I was just like, oh, my gosh, who does this? You know, <laughs> like, who asks anymore? I felt like after you go on a couple of dates, like your boyfriend and girlfriend, you know? Was he nervous? Oh, he was so nervous. Like, he was, like, shaking and, like, super jittery. <laughs> and he, like, sat me down and asked me to be his girlfriend. From that point forward, I was like, this is the one. You know, like, this is, like, I knew right then. That was the moment. Because just the way that he was with me and so respectful and so loving and patient and literally everything that you want in someone, he is. So I was, I just knew from then. And honestly, I didn't think we were going to get engaged when we did. Um, I had said the whole two-year thing and it happened at a year. You know, so I was like, I literally thought he would wait until two years hit and then do it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to you. Yeah. But I'm sure you're glad that he did it. Oh, I, I am so glad. Like he is just one of the kindest, sweetest human beings in the world. He loves my family. He is super patient and you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And I think for girls that are listening too, it doesn't have to be difficult. I feel like there's this thing to where, you know, there ha- it has to be difficult. There has to be turmoil there, you know, so then you can have that comeback little love story mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be that way.
0: Like, I think that every is. relationship fights. I'm like, Connor and I never yeah. fight.
1: Oh, now, I mean, Nick and I, we definitely do fight a little bit. Like, (laughs) bigger. but but we don't, like, fight to the point of causing me to cry. Yeah, no, like, we don't fight like that. Nick, I am very sensitive to, like, if he yells or, you know, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't – he knows that. He doesn't do it. Like, I could not tell you one time that he has ever called me outside of my name or – really yelled at me or you know he'll raise his voice sometimes so I'll be like stop yelling at me he's like Sina, I'm not yelling at you <laughs> you know it's like we have stupid little arguments that we get into and obviously whenever you go to combined lives things get difficult um especially in our situations with just money and careers and so much other stuff, it gets difficult, but you figure out how to work through it together and you become stronger for it. And I feel like with my past relationships, I would have never been able to appreciate Nick if it wasn't for those relationships. Mm -hmm. I would have looked at Nick like, oh my gosh, you're way too sweet. Like, I just can't do this. You know, I would have, that's how I would have looked at him. I have my girlfriends
0: friends. that are like, oh, I can't date them. They're too nice. I'm like, what?
1: Yes. It's like, I'm sorry, but you hadn't been through a bad one. You know, <laughs> like my relationship allowed me to appreciate Nick and respect him. And just appreciate a softer man you know like you think men have to be cruel and harsh and you know young girls find that attractive but it's not you know whenever you think about okay who do I want to be the father of my child that's Nick's Nick's that person you know so it's like you just have to you got to go through the bad ones to find the good ones I'm smiling
0: so big right now I I have such a similar story and I think that this will definitely resonate with so many listeners and I'm sure it is right now. So, um, what, how did your faith play a role in whether it was the breakup or the transition or, I mean, being at peace with getting engaged?
1: Yeah. I mean, my faith has always been a huge thing and, you know, I grew up, my grandfather's Southern Baptist minister. I went to a private Christian school. Like, (laughs) it was was as faith-based as you could have it. So, um, you know, it has always been an important thing. And there have been times in my life to where I have questioned God, like, why would you allow this to happen? Why? You know, I've never doubted God. There's a difference, you know, Um, but I've questioned him. So it's okay to do that, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to feel guilty for doubting God and wondering why something happened. Um, But it's it's been hard, you know. There are times to where, especially in this industry, you know, I do. I have morals and I have values and my, you know, my faith. And there have been a lot of times to where some good opportunities have come along that will bring a lot of money and I have to be like, oh, like, but this isn't necessarily who I am. And it doesn't align with my values and my beliefs. But the money looks really good, you know, and then it's just like, all right, what's more important, the money or my beliefs and my values and just who I am as a person. And I have had to turn those opportunities down, you know, as good as the money may look, God, if you follow God, and you trust in him, he is going to Make up for that 10 times over. Amen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just like you don't have to give up who you are just for a business opportunity or just for a relationship. And with Nick and I, you know, I will say my faith was tested in our relationship. It was one of the hardest times only for the, you know, he, he grew up and, you know, his family was Catholic. But they weren't super strict. They weren't, you know, he kind of just grew up, be a good person, you know. And they did have that faith there. But it wasn't as strong as where mine was. And two, relationship. Nick, yeah. Yeah. And Nick left home at 15 to play hockey. And so at that point, he didn't have mom to remind him to do these things. And he kind of just lived life how he wanted to live it. And when we started dating, you know, it was super important to me. because I was like, if we have kids, like, I want my kids to go to a private Christian school. I want to be at church on Sundays. I want, you know, and that just wasn't a big thing for him. And for him, his career, you know, he's been hurt a lot. So he turned to it as like, all right, if God was real, then why would he allow all this bad stuff to happen? And Our faith was tested a lot. I mean, like mine was, I was just like, I, you know, and one of my best friends, Collins, I'm actually, I'm at her house now. (laughs) And she and her husband, they kind of went through, you know, kind of a similar thing at the beginning of their relationship. And one piece of advice that she gave me, you know, because I was like, Collins, I don't know if I can be with him. Like, are just we don't line up when it comes to our faith and that's such a huge thing for me i can't do it she was like but why you know she was like why would you give up on him she was like because god tells you he's gonna lead you to the non-believers he was like so maybe this is god leading him like leading nick to him and i was like okay maybe i should stay (laughs) <laughs> and she just told me, she was like, you know, it's hard. It's not going to be easy, but you can't preach to Nick. You cannot, you know, force it on him. It has to happen in his own time. Mm-hmm. She said, so don't mention one more word to him about it. She was like, do not do it because then he's probably going to do it just because you want him to do it. You've already planted the seed and, like, there it is. Yeah. yeah. She was like, you've already planted the seed. So don't say one more thing. And I did not say another thing. And then maybe two or three weeks later, Collins and her husband had come into town. So we were going to church on Sunday. And I told Nick, I was like, hey, we're going to go to church. I'll just pick you up after church. And he looked at me and he goes, do you mind if I go with you? And I was like over the (laughs) moon. We went to church and we were sitting there. And I literally just started crying because I was like, He had no idea how much it meant to me. I don't even think he knows now, you know, just about that day, the impact that it had. Because I remember looking over at him, and the sermon that day was something that he needed to hear so badly. The Lord placed him there. About something going on in his life right then. And he started crying that day, like in church. And I, and of course, when I saw him crying, I was like, (laughs) I'm going to lose it. I like, oh yeah. (laughs) like, and it was just that day meant so much to me, and even to this day, he's working at it every day. He's like, "It's not going to be easy." He's like, "I'm not going to get where you're at overnight." He's like, "But I want to get there." Mm-hmm. And we'll sit down for dinner. He'll be like, "Hey, you want to say the blessing?" You know. So it there it's little things like that, and it's just God never fails you. He doesn't. You know, there are times to where you're like. God, like, why would you let this happen? And then maybe three weeks later, you kind of see why you let it happen, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like all the bad relationships that I went through, now I see why God let them happen because now I can appreciate Nick and the relationship that we have. And it's just everything works out in the end. It really Isn't does. Isn't it
0: so cool to think about, like, when you were that 16-year-old girl, like, the Lord knew that you and Nick were going to end up together right now in this moment?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> so Crazy, like I, I'm still just speechless. And too, I'm speechless how I got someone who can put up with me. Like, same, same, girl. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not easy, you know. Like, I am very opinionated. I like things how I like them. um My career is very demanding, and Nick is just the sweetest human being in the world. and don't get me wrong; he puts me in my place when I need to be, need which that. I love. We need that. I love it. I'm like, yes, like that's kind of hot. You oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's hot.
0: And for me, it's like when I have all of these ideas and I have my hand in a million product, projects, Connor's like, I think we should sit and write each of them down. I'm like,
1: okay. Yeah, write them down. See kind of what, you know, it's going to work best. Thank
0: goodness for them in our lives, right? I love this.
1: Oh, for real though. I'm like, they're, Nick is an angel and you know i mean i would never actually tell him that yes. so let's keep it up well. but he's, he's as perfect as perfect
0: can get so i'm happy what are you most excited about for your wedding day
1: oh gosh well i like to joke and say my dad could plan my entire wedding and me just show up <laughs> uh, he is so excited about Uh-oh. it so thrilled he's coming me with all these crazy ideas so i'm like we don't need that like what are you doing so it's so
0: special though
1: Yeah, so I am just honestly, I am just so excited for the moments. You know, it's not even anything materialistic. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Walking down that aisle, like Nick and I have such an emotional connection that I feel like when as soon as I see him, I'm just gonna start crying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just so excited for that moment, and too just. You know, we're not going to do the whole first look thing. Neither are we. Because, yeah, because I just don't. I'm like, hey, you better cry. I and did the same thing. Cry. Have you told him that though? Yes, me oh, yeah. too, a million
0: times. You. And now he's like, that's so much pressure.
1: Nick has <laughs> yeah. the same I mean, thing, and I'm like, you know what? If you don't cry, I'm, I'm turn turning around. around and I'm, I'm
0: doing it again.
1: <laughs>
0: and you can cry yeah. when I walk away, because then you'll be crying. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. So I just feel like the first look takes away from that initial moment. So that I'm most excited for that moment, honestly. And I don't know, I think I may, I want to do a first look with my dad instead of Nick.
0: Yeah, like the big reveal with dad. I love that.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm just so excited for the day and two, to know that you found your person and that's who you get to experience life with and all the ups and downs. And Two, after my last relationship, I said, you know what, I'm not going to waste any more experiences on someone that's not going to be here for the long run. Mm -hmm. So I was like, who wants to look back at fun moments and then be like, I was with that
0: person? (laughs) Or looking back at the memories and looking back at the photos nowadays with social media, it's like, oh yeah, that is unfortunate, isn't it?
1: I know. That's the bad thing. So it honestly... I'm just so happy now that like we get to travel and go to all these fun places and do fun things and just get to be with each other because we're in a place in time. And I don't know, I think Nick's maybe, cause I love my designer clothes. I do. I love those (laughs) things, but it has kind of transformed me and like, Hey, memories are worth more than a pair of shoes, Mm -hmm. you know? so Now we're both like, Hey, let's just travel. Like, Who cares about a brand new pair of shoes? Like, let's travel, you know. So, so have you all planned the honeymoon? We have not. I mean, Nick is super easy. He literally, I was like, "What do you like? Is there anything specific you want for the wedding?" He goes, "Honestly, I just want red velvet cake, and then the rest of yours." (laughs) I was like, "This is perfect. I love it." I love it. I
0: think that's yeah. what we're most pumped to plan, though, for us anyway. Like the honeymoon, we're like skip. The, like we don't need to, somebody else do the wedding details. I don't have time or the desire to do it, so somebody else do that, and then let's just go somewhere beautiful for
1: our honeymoon. You, have you picked where you are going to go? We are likely going to Bali. Okay, so we. I'm like, I kind of want to do Bora Bora or like, you know, the Maldives or something like Everyone that. Everyone always so, says you have to do
0: the Maldives before it's fully submerged in water.
1: Oh, see, yeah. So, you know what? That's our whole reasoning for going. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do it. Go, girl. I'll live all yeah, through yeah. you. So I yeah. have a few fan questions, just little quick ones. So from listener Angie, she wants to know what
1: you love most about your nanny fit. Oh my gosh. Nanny Faye is an angel. She is just, I think too, with her old, like I'm going to take that back with her getting older, um, she just doesn't care. She says whatever she wants to say whenever she wants to say it. And I love that, you know, just to see her kind of living life. And she has always been the best grandmother you could imagine. I mean, both of my grandmothers are phenomenal. So it's just, just the way that she loves us. And it's just the best thing in the world. Like I could not have asked for a better grandmother.
0: And she's so prevalent in your life. That's so beautiful to watch. from yeah. She likes to have fun. So <laughs> absolutely. So another question from Lauren, she said, I'm sure growing up in the public eye has affected you, but specifically, do you feel like you have to be on all the time? Oh, goodness. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. that is definitely the truth. You know, I was, I started at 15 years old. So it has had, it's taken a toll on me for sure, just with the way that I see myself and, you know, constantly comparing myself to other people. And why wasn't I good enough to get that deal? Or why wasn't, you know, it, uh, this industry allows for a lot of self doubt, and a lot of insecurities to creep in. And you know, it is, it can be very difficult, but then at the same time, it has allowed me to meet such great people and to be a, a positive role model to younger girls and just, you know, so it, it's the same, you know, it can be hard, but at the same time, it can be very rewarding. So I figure it's just kind of how you look at it and how you take it.
0: Absolutely. So a fun one. What's your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I do. I love ice cream. Um, that's not an issue for me. <laughs> I'm a basic like chocolate person, you know. But my favorite thing now is like snow cones, you know. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. and my friend Colin, she has this place here in Athens, Georgia called Pelican Snowballs. And oh my gosh, I was helping her so fun fact, I was helping her make some snowballs yesterday. So I was kinda <laughs> I'm doing the same thing today. I'm putting on like a little, my little hat and my shirt, and I'm going to work. What a blast. Okay. I love it. Some shaved ice. Yeah. Shaved ice. And they are so good. I literally ate like two or three yesterday, and I was like, I feel like I could eat these forever. Like it's a food group. Summertime. I love it.
0: Yeah. So fun. Okay. Last but not least, I have my podcast because for me, I had to preach to myself and continue to remind myself that I'm more than my one year as Miss USA. So right now, what are you learning? What are you having to remind yourself that you are more than?
1: Oh, I feel like, you know, I am more than just Savannah. You know, people will say, oh, that's Savannah Chrisley. And it's like, you know what? I'm more than that. I'm more than just a title. I'm more than just being on TV. And I'm, you know, a lot of people will look at me and be like, oh, all she cares about is looks and this and that. And that is so far from the truth. And it's a big thing for me is just feeling like I'm worthy and that I'm valuable. And it's something that I try to work on every day. And I tell myself, you know, because. I look in the mirror and I kind of see something different than what everyone else sees. So it's just, I feel like I am, you know, I'm just more than what people think of me. That's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing for me is not falling into other people's opinions of who I am. And at this point, it's like, you know what? My fiance loves me for how I am. He encourages me to be the best that I can be. And he is one of my biggest supporters. So for that, I'm just like, you know what? When there are times where I'm having self-doubt, I look to him. or I look to my parents because my dad has always been my biggest fan. So it's now it's I'm just learning to kind of zone people out and their opinions and just be comfortable with who I am. No one knows you better than
0: yourself and the people surrounding you. And I have no doubt that, um, I mean, even just from talking to you today, I admire you so much and I know you're younger than me, but I look up to you and I think you're awesome. And to the haters that don't know you, I say like, shoo, shoo. It is what yeah, it is.
1: Exactly. Take it, take a second. And to, it's for anyone, take a second to get to know someone because you never know what they're going through. You know, you don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through. So just take a second, have a little sympathy. You don't know them from an
0: episode or a, a clip on social media or one post on social media. You can't form a whole judgment on a human based on that stuff, but
1: people do. Exactly. Exactly. So give people a chance and who knows it could end up being your best friend. So absolutely. So going forward, where can our listeners continue to follow you? Oh my gosh. So Instagram is just Savannah Chrisley, super simple and easy. And that's honestly where I document my entire (laughs) life. Um, And two, on Chrisley Knows Best, it airs on Tuesday nights on USA. So we're having so much fun with that. And then my brother and I just finished filming our second season of Growing Up Chrisley. So that'll be on, I'm not quite sure when that's airing yet. But yeah, just social media, you know, I document my life. And I'm working on my cosmetic line and my clothing line. So everyone's going to be a huge part of it. Uh, I may let the fans kind of help me Ooh. with my uh, cosmetic line. And, you know, because who better than to have – and I don't, And honestly, I don't even like to call people fans. I like to call them my friends yeah. because they're telling me. We interact with each other. So I may let all my friends help me with my cosmetic line because who better than to create it than them, you know? So – We'll see. It'll be fun. Well, I'm excited. I'll be looking out for that. And you just have so much going on
0: and I'm pumped for you. And thank you just so much for um, coming on and taking the time and encouraging all of the ladies listening. And here's to an amazing and busy few months ahead.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, And thank I almost
0: said you goodbye. My big brother would whack me upside the head. So my brother is about 30 years old. And he's married. Praise Jesus for Jess. I love her so much. And he is number one. He's not even a closet watcher. He's like a full-on Chrisley Knows Best fan. Like he'll sit at home alone without Jess and laugh his butt off at the show. And so, oh, via that? my brother, hi. I'm telling you right now.
1: <laughs> oh, um, and who knows? We'll we'll meet soon. We will. I know we will. One day. Yes,
0: absolutely. So thank you so much. And to all of the listeners and Savannah, share a smile because you never know it might be the only one someone sees today. So thanks for listening and have a good one.